going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 150 in year three, and it is a big milestone episode. And we got some of the biggest news that people have probably been wanting because we have a will he, won't he, will he, won't he thing going on. And it seems like, will he? I mean, it looks like <laughs> we might be having uh, Ben Affleck returning to the DCEU. We're going to dive into that. We have, uh, I was going to say splash spoilers, Uh, flash spoilers, uh, because apparently the movie got reviewed last night and there's a lot of stuff coming out. And uh, SDCC happened, which was pretty crazy. Uh, And we got the Harley Quinn show that dropped. We're going to review all the first three episodes. We will let you know before we start doing that. So, you know, in case you don't want spoilers. And then we got questions and comic books. So it's going to be a big episode today. And uh, let's start off with SDCC, though, before we dive into the big. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, What was what do you think is the biggest thing that came out of San Diego Comic-Con? That DC's panel was absolute shit, probably. Okay, that's something you talked about on the other podcast, right? (laughs) I thought it was uh, an A, an A panel. You know what I mean? A a, give it a grade A, you know what I mean? A plus maybe. (laughs) So no, but in all seriousness, uh, this is a batman podcast so anything batman related as far as san diego comic-con i think the biggest thing for us would probably have to be gosh i don't know there's been a lot of stuff that like people are kind of butting heads about on regardless of if or in regards to if this was kind of like a dud for san diego comic-con yeah Um, and dc as a whole or just well, DC as a whole, because like the big thing uh, for people who don't know, mm-hmm. uh, one of the big announcements was with Dark Crisis. And yeah. they had a big name reveal because the name isn't really Dark Crisis. It's actually Dark Crisis of Infinite Earths. Yeah. So it is a what they are calling a direct sequel to the Crisis on Infinite Earths back in the 80s. Yeah. And a lot of comic book fans were just laughing at the fact that like, oh, you know, that must mean that Infinite Crisis, Final Crisis, uh, Flashpoint, uh, New 52, like none of that is an actual sequel to Crisis. Those yeah. are all just like non-canon now because mm-hmm. they're not actual sequels. Um, yeah. Just making jokes about it. But that's kind of like the the first big thing. Uh, but I know that you're chomping at the bit to kind of talk about this Tom King book. Um is it a Tom King book? The so oh the, yes, the, the Gotham one. Yes, I already forgot about that. See, uh, we have we're gonna talk about Clay Man dropping something, but we don't know if it's a Tom King book. Yeah, uh, we don't know about that one, but that that did bring up a conversation that I don't want to spend too much on, but I yeah. do want to bring it up. Um, come some of your comments towards what Clay Man uh, is possibly doing with or without yes. Tom King. Yes. Um, but Tom King is putting out a book that is, I can't remember the full title as of Isn't right it now. Gotham City Year One? Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it is following the grandparents of the Waynes. Yes. And the main, I guess, protagonist is going to be Slam Bradley. Now, I'm confused when it comes to slam bradley because this is if this is the wayne's parents 
You'd have to assume that this is going to be, I mean, obviously we deal with time zone or we deal with uh, eras very differently, but you would think if Bruce is in current day, 2022 is let's say in his thirties, that means, you know, you go already go back 30 years. So it's in the eighties ish, nineties ish area when his parents are still alive. And then you got to think that it's their parents or is it their grandparents? That's like, okay. So I wanted to get a little bit more on that. So, mm-hmm. so, so like my, cause my, here's my thing is I don't care about the era because again, I think we, we know Tom King's MO is. Uh, to- so I, it's right here. It says Tom King says, uh, ju- this is like the top when I searched it on Twitter, it says yeah. just announced, uh, he says, uh, Phil Hester and I are doing one of those uh, big, important books, Gotham Year One, an in-continuity mini about how Gotham became Gotham and Batman became Batman. 60 years ago, Slam Brady investigates the kidnapping of the Wayne baby. It's Chinatown in the DC universe. Yeah. So um, uh, first off, got to say, up yours to all the Tom King haters because it's in continuity, people. <laughs> Tom King does not continuity. Um, so I love that he threw that in there. But uh, fucking, I, this is gonna be interesting because. So you think this is probably sixty years prior to Bruce, maybe? Because his parents, I never get the vibe that his parents are young. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, his dad's a doctor, so his dad's easily in his 30s at the youngest. I, I always thought the Waynes, when they were murdered, were anywhere between 30 to 45 years old. Yeah, yeah. So there's a good chunk of time that this is going to be in early Gotham. You know what I mean? Yeah. We could This could be wartime Gotham if we wanted to. Like, you know, this could be yeah. early 40s, I mean, 50s, something like that, too. So it's going to be interesting to see if Tom King chooses to use dates, which he is a big fan of dates. We know that, especially with the latest book. Um, but, you know, when I'm not a big fan of putting dates in books because I think it's easier for people to keep stuff in continuity when you don't put things to dates. You know what I mean? But the thing is, he's already said 60 years. So yeah. I think that he is going to put a hard date on there. For sure, for sure. And this would just be one of those books if it if it does become like hardcore continuity that people actually love, it'll just change over time as comics grow and get older, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um my only confusing thing about this is the Slam Bradley or Brady, whatever his last name is, character. Because that character is in Ed Brubaker's Catwoman run as a love interest. Now, he is an older detective at that time, but I just don't see how he could be working with the Wayne, on the Wayne, you know, kidnapping murder or whatever the hell this is going to be, and then be in Catwoman. Now, the only thing that could be, and I don't think Tom King has clarified this, is that could be Slam Bradley's father. Because he is yeah. a junior, apparently, in the Catwoman run. So I'm curious if that would be his, you know, his father. And if not, like, this is Tom King's MO, right? Like, he he likes to take the 
unexplored and explore it, right? Like, it's what he does. Like, he goes after characters that nobody really cares about anymore, and he tries to put his own stamp on them. So going after the Wayne grandparents, we don't really know that much about them. We have some people have done, like, little stories about them. But this is intriguing to me. I want to see what he's going to do. Um, I did say I don't like when writers kind of build themselves up to be like, this is going to change the whole outlook of Gotham forever. Like I always, I hate those kind of buzzwords, but I think it was Raphael in the chat was saying that he prefers that because he likes, even if they fail, they at least tried. And it it's not one of those stories that people are just going to forget. You know what I mean? Because even mm. if you think about it in a negative way, which I think this is how all Tom King haters think, they will read his story to hate on it, right? So even your haters are going to read this to hate you. But if you don't build up the story in any way, people will just pass it by. Kind of like Joker books. You know what I mean? Like all these Joker books that are coming out. I don't give a fuck about them. Like, yeah. I'm not going to read them. And so um, I, I find it intriguing. And I think Raphael made a really good point with that. Still not a big fan of it because you're just putting so much pressure on yourself and something you have to live up to. You know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, cause I think there's plenty of ways to hype up your book without having to say it's going to be the greatest thing of all time. You know what I mean? But yeah, like, well, and the really funny thing, the, it's funny that you bring that up because a lot of times in the solicits for uh, these comics, the editors are telling writers, Hey, you need to basically be your own hype man and you're writing yeah. the solicit. And so it's really funny that we know as consumers that mm -hmm. these writers are writing the summaries to their own solicits. Yeah. And so I love it whenever you hear the very first line or the very last line being this book will change the way you look at the DC universe forever. Yeah. And it, like, and it's like, will it really though? Yeah. Like, I I have to say right now, Teeny Howard is perfect at that because that girl is pissing me off. And um, I've read 46 already. And I have to say... Did you I, really? Yeah, yeah. I saw that it was yeah. available to us. I, I was read 46 like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. <laughs> I had to. I can't, dude. It, this is... this. I call me dramatic or soap opera ish lover or whatever. I mean, I'm a fan of friends. I love the Ross and Rachel shit. So this has got me on the edge of my seat, which I fucking hate because I love these characters. I love these characters more than I love friends. You know what I mean? But like, I'm just, she's, she even said this in an interview. She writes in a way that you'll probably hate her as a writer, but she wants you to keep, you're reading the book still. That's the thing. And I'm just yeah. like, I can't, I can't hate her for that. And it's just like, I hate what she's doing, like what she's doing to me as a reader. But yeah, as I read 46. I'm surprised, I'm surprised I didn't get that text. Did you read 46 well, already? I think it's because I'm just trying to like, I, I want it to be over with if they are going to pull a trigger or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. The yeah, next sure. issue is definitely going to get people talking. But I want to know if Teeny Howard is just releasing these like salacious solicitations to get you to buy the book or to read it. You know what I mean? And so she could be putting in stuff in there that's just making you be like, oh, yeah, this might happen, uh, you know? And you're just like, oh, fucking bitch, I want to read this. I'm going to hate it. You know what I mean? Like, Well, I so, mean, we had we had a pretty big discussion over the talk of what the solic uh, the recent solicitations for yeah. Catwoman were. The whole thing like, 
oh, there's, you know, uh, White Knight and Dark Prince of Crime and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, why, like, why go to that length when inside the actual book, you're telling us it'll never happen? Yeah, I haven't well, read I mean, 46, so for sure. I, I will... don't know. She will be, I mean, 46 isn't, I don't think, anything to jump off a bridge about. Um, but there, I think people are going to see the first opening pages and be like, why are you doing this to us? You know what I mean? Um, but, like, my thing, I think I made that a little bit more dramatic than it is. But people are going to see those first <laughs> few pages and they're going to be like, oh? And then, oh, what? You know what I mean? It's going to be like, you're. You, she's playing with your heart. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the thing is, with, like, 48, I think it's her choice words because, like, she uses something along the lines of, like, lovers, like, new lover meets new old lover or some shit like that. Yeah, and it's, like, yeah. when people, the word lover nowadays means, like, hooking up kind of shit nowadays. You know what I mean? Relationship. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about it in the Discord plenty of times because this is, I feel like, one of the bigger talking points in Discord is Batcat. And... We've talked about how the way she's writing Catwoman, if Catwoman were to hook up with Valmont, it makes her a bad character. You know what I mean? After yeah. talking that big game. You know what I mean? It's like Batman. That's why I never liked the idea of Batman killing because people are constantly like, well, Batman should kill and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, he spent his whole life talking about this no fucking kill rule. And then you're going to just totally be cool with him killing somebody. Like, you know, it would make him a bad character. And um, so that's kind of kind of the way I see that kind of thing. But we, we, we don't need to go onto the Batcast stuff anymore. But yes, yeah, solicitations uh, are very out there. We know that I, this came out of SDCC too. Um, what are your thoughts on the second Joker book sequel? So yeah, I was just about to bring it up. So uh, DC announces a Joker series sequel, The Joker, The Man Who Can't, the man who stopped laughing. Yeah. This is from our boy, of course, uh, DC versus Vampires, Rosenberg. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so fuck. we'll give it, it the first looks, issue. It looks like Rosenberg is really starting to step it up mm-hmm. in the sense of being the go to guy for new titles, just like he how he had Williamson- to pick a Joker book. Well, the thing was, I didn't even know this, but it says here in this article that back in the original series with uh, Tinian, mm-hmm. it looks like he wrote issue five. I can't remember what issue five was. We but dropped he it by was then, in, I think. I think so. He was involved in the writing of the first series in some capacity, one issue. Mm-hmm. So he knows probably some points that Tynan was doing yeah. in that book people who don't know there was a lot of things that was introduced in that book including bane's daughter vengeance is her name uh oh was that officially his daughter i didn't read yeah. the book i wasn't keeping yeah up with that's that. that's what they're naming her here in this article is uh bane's daughter cool. uh, that book came out after the batman trailer right i think Technically so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They just fucking so uh, swipe that. Yeah, you know that was Tynan's like, oh, good idea. He was the Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's like, oh, there, there, that mine, mine. Uh, yeah, fucking of course, vengeance. Lame. But this, uh, this will be out in October of this year. Joker uh, book Halloween, of course. Yep. So, but I mean, it's not the only Joker related thing that is coming out because there is also going to be 
a punchline book that is coming out. It's a new limited series called Punchline the Gotham Game, co-written by Teeny Howard and Blake Howard. So it's a family duo uh, with art by Gleb Melnikov. So I don't know who Blake Howard is, and I don't know this artist. Yeah. Uh, I don't know because it's not giving out really a whole lot of information here whatsoever. So if this is spinning out of what was going on in the backups of the Mm -hmm. Joker, we have absolutely no clue. Oh, yeah, for sure. What is happening to her character. But we have like and I understand that most people need to get on board with reading backups because sometimes they do move a story of a character. Yeah. Unfortunately, we haven't had any good backups since Rosenberg's uh, House of Gotham story. Yeah. I do think the the idea of backups is better than like an urban legends. Um, because if you want to, if you want to, you know, promote a new character or give like light to other characters, I think a backup is a smart idea because one, you could charge a little bit more for the book and you can, you know, hopefully get people on board with these characters, right? Like everybody, CBR was talking about the boy, you know what I mean? Or like the nameless kid or whatever the hell they were calling him. And, like, that's pretty crazy. You know what I mean? Like, CBR usually only does reviews on the main titles or, like, if something crazy happens, like a death or somebody comes out or somebody's, like, bi or something like that, right? Like, that's what they – they go for the salacious headlines. And I don't know why that's my new word today. But, like, they just – they do that all the time. So, for them to cover the boy, that was huge. Like, nobody talks about the backups. Like, what else? There's nothing. And it was also because – I think that book was carrying that, you know, that whole series of yeah. like the tower or whatever the hell that was. Um, and then, and then now what's her face is bad. Like, I don't where the fuck did that story go? Uh, the chick from the movie. Um, I forget her name. Um, oh, uh, the, the doctor. The doctor. Yeah, yeah. 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 See, like, I don't even care what's going on there. I just care about Rosenberg. Like what's going on with that, you know? And it's also because I think Rosenberg did something different with that backup. And, created a character and then killed them all like you know yeah so. and, and was able to write a story that was already within dc universes stories within like you know we were yeah. talking about cataclysm and uh freaking uh uh nightfall and all of these other yeah, famous everything. stories and he was able to insert a character into that story without messing with the original story whatsoever yeah so we thought that was very, very cool. Uh, and I think that not a lot of people like, cause for one, let's, let's be completely honest. The whole entire reason Batman urban legends is even a thing is because, okay, COVID really hit them hard as far as their sales, you know, and, and getting all that income and money. Yeah. So we need to put out another Batman book that has a very large dollar amount. So we can kind of get back some of that. Yeah. So, they put freaking four different creative teams, put it in one book, and is selling it at almost nearly $10 a pop. Yeah. You want to know, DC, you can steal this series. Just let me write a couple issues of it. Uh, there needs to be a book called A Day in the Life of Gotham, and it's just a bunch of stories of the surveillance perspective in Gotham. 
That's what urban legends should be because that's the whole point of an urban legend. Yeah. Is like they're talking about these heroes and people are like, no, I don't think so, man. Like, yeah. Until you like see it actually happen. Like, I think that's what urban legends should have been. But DC also just made a Jim Gordon book and it called the Joker. So they're very bad with time, like titles. Yes, very much so. Anyways, uh, yeah, so we got a punchline book coming out. We got the um, we got the Joker book. We got we got some crap going on with Incorporated. Yeah, and you know, uh, I think it was Raphael again. Uh, Shoutouts to you, Raphael, that brought up the idea of what may be one of the starting story arcs, which yeah. is this whole thing with Catwoman's father. How do you feel about that? Is and I think I started reading the article. As long as it's Catwoman's just drunken father, like, because I think they're going to be in Ireland. So I think her dad is like Irish or whatever. And her, I think her mom in continuity is either Cuban or Colombian or something like that. She's Latina. I know that for sure. Um, but like, or is it Puerto Rican? It's something like that. Um, but, anyways, like, that's always been their dynamic i they tried to make her father like carmine falcone at one point and then some other person at one point like a big mob boss i've never liked that like i think the the best dynamic is when her parents were just nobodies and they left her on the street you know what i mean um because it's a little too hard for me to believe the idea of like i don't know a powerful mob boss not caring about their kids Unless it was like, you know, with the mistress or something like that. That I can understand. But um, for the most part, like all these big mob families are about family. You know what I mean? They're Dom Toretto. Like it's yeah. it's what matters. So like, I don't know. I like that her family is usually just nobodies. And so as long as the father is that, I'm curious on why they would be doing that though. You know, with everything else going on in the world, they're like, oh yeah, some random Irish dude that died. Or is it because they know it's Catwoman's father that they're doing it? Yeah. um i'm curious but you know um i don't know what the obsession with catwoman is lately like yeah uh, I, I mean it could be the fact that of course she was just in the batman and so yeah it these are how trends are same thing with uh peacemaker he has never really been a part of the suicide squad and then all of a sudden because he was in james gunn the suicide squad yeah he started showing up in dc comics again in the suicide squad yeah so i i think that's usually what happens is they they latch onto these characters and they're like okay let's push them let's see if they can gain traction and whatnot uh but on top of other books that have been uh announced there was a book that kind of caused a little bit a little bit of controversy mm-hmm. uh drew you know posted a post on twitter uh, a picture of it uh but i want your opinion on this uh-huh there is a new Gotham City Police Department series with John Ridley being yeah. the one to 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 write it. Uh, it says the artist is Stefano Raffaelli, and the main character is going to be Renee Montoya. Yeah. So the big thing here is there is hundreds of quote tweaks out there and people complaining that DC is wrong for having a minority queer Latina woman 
being in the police force. And I'm just thinking, where have you been since Renee Montoya has been introduced in comics? I she's a fucking question. Like, yeah, God, it's just my problem with, and it doesn't. You want to know why I think this got so big right now? It's because of what's happening with the conversation you and Drew were talking about with the comics gate guy. Yep. That's why it's so big right now is because that guy who just raised $3 million, which doesn't matter who you are. If you could raise $3 million, that's fucking crazy. You know what I mean? So like uh, whether you like comic gate or not, like the dude did what he did, but he, I saw a video of him being like, this is why people don't like DC because uh, look at this. I don't think he says woke shit, but he's like, this is look at this dialogue. Like, it's just so terrible, blah, blah, blah. And granted, he used the word Latinx, so I already hate the panel. You know what I mean? With, <laughs> with that whole Montoya shit. But like, it's what you're going to get from Ridley. You know what I mean? And my, my issue with this is the people that hate on this particular stuff Act like D- that is all DC is, is woke bullshit. Yeah. And it's not. When was not the last time we bitched about Batman, a Batman book being woke? You know? Shit. I, because uh, we expected I Am Batman to be woke and it hasn't even been. No, it really hasn't. And so like, I that's what annoys me. I don't mind that these people are out there able to start their own Kickstarters and do all this kind of shit because there's an audience for everything out there. But my thing is the way they hyper focus on the books that people are trying to write because it's a bit contradictory. You know what I mean? Like they're like, I'm starting my own business to write books the way I want to see it and the way fans really want to see it. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, You don't think these writers are writing the way they fucking want to write? Like, you know what I mean? You're talking to a guy who wrote a fucking Oscar award winning movie about slavery. Like, you don't think that's how his mind thinks Like he cares about issues. He does all this kind of shit. So why fucking hate on the dude? Like, granted, the dialogue's pretty cringe. And I will say that. And it, yeah, it seems and, and I even I even said it to Drew because he posted that panel um, mm-hmm. in the comics chat with us over at uh, Juice's Discord. And the dialogue and i'll actually read it right here um because i kind of rolled my eyes and he called me out on like why did you roll the eyes and i was like it's because that is ridley's dialogue not just in dc but also in marvel right now he is currently writing black panther i don't know if black panther has been canceled or not but ridley for some reason i enjoy his work on tv and in movies yeah but on the page it just doesn't work out very well and the dialogue is from montoya she says what i know uh beckett was a racist sexist and homophobic now you're trying to virtue signal by offering the position of commissioner to a queer female represent uh, representing latinx yeah 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 so here's the thing, though. It We've always talked about how when it comes to reading text, it's all about dialogue, right? I mean, it's yeah. uh, not dialogue, context. Yes. Or uh, fuck, third wrong word, perspective. That's what I mean. I mean, perspective same. and context, yeah. same thing. So it depends on how you want to read that. I think people that are annoyed by the woke agenda are this, they read everything that has those kind of buzzwords 
as negative. They're just like, ugh, ugh, this agenda, ugh, ugh. You know what I mean? That's just how yeah. their brain works. Tom King's writing something, ugh, ugh. You know what I mean? Like, that's how they are. But you could read this as like, oh, that is exactly what's happening in today's world in certain genres. We have talked about the idea that there are times when it feels like certain TV shows or whatever are forcing characters in there just to fit like a quota. You know what I mean? Like I love Doctor Who. I love Doctor Who, but like they, a lot of people are like, oh, they're just throwing women in there. Oh, they're just throwing black characters in there, which I don't mind. Now I I cannot confirm this and I don't think it's true, but I want to say I saw an article about it and it could have been just clickbait, but it was saying like the new Doctor Who was like, black because he's he's gonna be a black actor but he's also gay maybe but then they're also i i don't know if the new companion is trans or not i don't know if all of this is true or not um but i thought i saw that so it just kind of seems like doctor who is like we're gonna knock out every box right now and then we can go back to the way we were doing things forever you know what i mean or maybe they've changed for the future i don't really know but it gives off that vibe right and i think that's what people hyper focus on instead of it being progress, right? But you could read Ridley's work as that. Like you could read him as bringing in what happens in the real world into comic books, you know what I mean? Because what happens when controversy happens in big business or in government, right? They're like, what is the best move for us PR wise? Look at what just happened in the WWE. Vince McMahon, who was gonna die in his chair directing the WWE has just resigned because all of these wild. Yeah. All of these hush payments are coming out about him silencing women. So what did they do? They put a female in the CEO position, which is his daughter. That's the best move. Cause there's plenty of people. She had just got relieved of her duties a few months ago. So what happened to the whole thing with triple H being like the new, He's the head of creative and talent oh, relations. Okay, okay, He's okay, not okay. CEO. Um, okay. Because a McMahon needs to be a CEO for a stockholder's purposes. But look at what happened there, right? She was just fired. And then they brought her back because it's the best PR move to show like, oh, we care. We care. Look at this. Like, we're putting a woman in position to change things. Yeah. And like a lot of people do that. That's happened in a lot of big corporations before. And it's not saying that that shouldn't happen. Like, I think everybody should have the equal opportunity to get these high paying positions. But it's really weird that the majority of the time they happen after a big scandal. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, like, you could observe it as that's exactly what's happening in Ridley's book. But a lot of people just focus on the dialogue and they're like, oh, look at this uh, woke agenda. And I'm like, bro, that happens in the real world. Like, why are you? I guess you hate it in the real world too, right? Like, you prefer Vince McMahon to be able to keep doing his hush money payments so he can run a terrible fucking product. Like, you know what I mean? Um, It's like, I don't know. I, for one, am happy this came out because I prefer Triple H running shit over Vince McMahon because Vince McMahon has this weird obsession with big sweaty men and doing pose-offs and shit. I'm just like, I want to get back to creative wrestling. That's my favorite shit. So, well, sweet. That's my WWE rant for this podcast. (laughs) Well, real Uh, quick, there's two more books that... uh... I just wanted to name off, and then that's it for the DC comic stuff. Uh, first one being Batman the Audio Adventures. It's actually a seven-issue tie-in comic to the, 
I guess, award-winning audio series from HBO Max. Oh, this nice. starts exactly where the audio series ended. So if you want to go listen to that and then pick up this issue, uh, this will be available at the very end of September. Nice. Yeah. And then the last one, not a big thing because I don't think we're going to be reading it because it is a part of the White Knight series. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> The Batman White Knight Presents Red Hood number one. This will be what takes place between uh, White Knight uh, 2 or whatever mm -hmm. it was. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Batman Beyond the White Knight. So, yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, do not care anymore about that. But uh, yeah, so that's all we got for SDCC news. Um, I, from my, oh, wait, we didn't even talk about the Clay Man thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah, yeah. So, Clay Man just dropped a random photo on his Twitter account that said, what's beyond Batcat? Here's a peek. And it was his classic Batman pose in the background, and then what looks to be a Batman Beyond, a male version, because everybody kind of thought that Helena was the new Batman Beyond because of Batcat, but this yeah. looks like a man in in a same kind of suit. Which is the only thing I hate about this is the mouth. I hate when people draw a mouth on Batman Beyond. I absolutely hate it. It's why I've never read the book. But Neon Batman, they don't do that. They do the the, the white lines or whatever that make it look like a yeah. you know, the way the cartoon looked. Yeah, and so. It's the only thing I don't like about this from Clay Mans. But the big question is, he didn't. Tom King didn't retweet this. So we don't know if Tom King is involved at all. And I think it was Raphael in Discord that said that Clay Man wants, if he's going to work in D.C. going forward, he wants to work with his brother, apparently. I don't know what his brother's done. I don't know if his brother's a writer or whatever his brother is. But... What are your thoughts on a Clayman written book with his brother without Tom King? So, if I remember correctly, there was an old Gambit comic that I had recently read. I think during the uh, uh, pandemic shutdown mm -hmm. um, that was written and drawn by Clayman. Uh, people, if you know what it is, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but the writing... So it was Gambit uh, that he written... He he did uh, write and draw. Yeah. Um, oh, wait. No, no, no. He only drew it. Damn it. Uh, huh. So if that's the case, I don't know if I have seen anything that man has written or if this will be his like debut as a writer yeah i i'm okay with giving anybody the chance because mm -hmm. back in new 52 there was a series called batman the dark knight which was uh tony daniels. daniels yeah 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 and it was okay. It wasn't the greatest book I've ever read. Yeah, it wasn't. But it was but okay. That was the one that had that badass dollmaker arc in it. Yes. Yeah. It, it Visually, it was awesome. 
it had Dollmaker, and then it also introduced the bunny character. I can't remember. Yeah, her name. I have that cover, in, like framed. <laughs> of course, it was one of the first comics I bought. I think, or like not the first comics, but when I went to a comic shop, it was back when your old job used to be in the other building. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah, yeah. that weird triangle-shaped building that was always weird. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy. So, um, I. I'm willing to say, okay, let's give him a chance and let's see how it is. Yeah. But this brought on a conversation uh, that you had brought up that yeah. if King is not involved, you're not entirely sure if you want to even attempt to read it. Yeah. And I made the joking comment of, oh, it looks like, you know, Juice just doesn't want to read anything uh since uh that's not written by tom king that's not written by tom king and what my exact words was juice thinks batman shouldn't exist now that king doesn't write him and you said uh not my fault that every writer has been trash yeah and i understand we're all joking uh and it can seem a little hyperbolic but like why why do you like is there a little bit of seriousness in all of this? Like how how do you yeah, how do you so. explain that? My thing is I don't like stories being continued by other writers, especially a brand new writer, without at least the person that did the story kind of involved. You know what I mean? So like if because we know we have how many people out there are like back has not continuity, back has not continuity, back has not continuity, right? Yeah. Okay, let's play that game that back has not continuity. Then that's even more of a reason for me to not want anybody to continue that story because that story is solid by itself. Besides those three drawn issues that are just fucking random, the whole mm-hmm. story as a whole I think is pretty solid. But if you're gonna conti- if you're gonna have somebody continue that story arc without king involved it just adds so much to just fuck up in my opinion my biggest my biggest uh example of this is ed brubaker's catwoman run fantastic i don't know if he won awards for that but he should have because it's so great yeah it went from that to i I don't i always forget the writer's name but it's pfeiffer i think it's willis pfeiffer but i think their last name is pfeiffer okay pfeiffer almost cloned Brubaker's run. Like, it was good. And I, that's why I kept reading. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is, this is awesome. Until... The baby mama. Yes. Until <laughs> Pfeiffer decided that fucking Selena should date some random thug, have a baby with him, and then Bruce is the sugar daddy for Selena. And I'm just like, what? Like, this run was going fucking great, and then they jumped the shark. You know what I mean? And so, like... And at that point, that's what kills stories, right? So I just don't like the idea of somebody continuing something. And this isn't just because it's King, because I know people are probably going to think that. We said this with, like, Jeff Johns and people, right? Like, you're well, like, you that's don't the touch thing. those. I was going to say there is good stories for your for the other side of the argument. You have mm-hmm. Crisis on Infinite Earths, and then you have Infinite Crisis. Mm-hmm. People say that uh, that 52, not new 52, but 52 and Infinite Crisis were their introduction to DC Comics and yeah. then found out later, oh, 
that's all because of what happened in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. So the original story that you have with like Marv Wolfman and George Perez and all of these people back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And then they continue the story in 2009. And yeah. it's great. So you like it's I understand that it's hard to see a really good run feel like it's tarnished yeah. because of somebody wanting to do their own spin off mm-hmm. of what somebody else does. I totally get that. For instance, we have the great runs of Action Comics and Superman in Rebirth. Yeah. And then it completely gets thrown in the garbage with Bendis. Yeah. I totally get it. I totally get it. But I do think that we can't get the stories that we're getting today mm-hmm. without the stories that we have in the past. So totally get your point. But the the counter argument to that is you might have just used probably the worst example because there was, what, 20 years in between that? So times change. So you can improve on that. You know what I mean? Like... We think Killing Joke is pretty fantastic minus three pages, right? Yeah. And some people are like, that's a continuation of the Killing Joke, or, or three Jokers, I should say, is a continuation. And I'm just like, all right, but how many, how, when did Killing Joke come out? 90s, 80s? Like, that was a while back. Yeah. You know? 80s. So if, I think my biggest issue is it coming out, if this book is coming out, it's coming out so much quick like so fast after bat cat you know what i mean if there was somebody making this in 10 years and they're like we're continuing bat cat or whatever i'd be like oh damn nice i'd be down but i don't like because one it comes off as a cash grab if it is if tom king's not involved it comes off as a cash grab to me because you're just doing a book to do a book you know what i mean and just because Clayman's involved that means this book's gonna take 20 years to make so I just, I don't know. Him writing and drawing? Like, come on. Like, this is a five-year book minimum. Well, so, I think there's there's a there's a good possibility, not that it will be written well, because I don't know his reading cap- or his writing capabilities. Damn, I don't know if he can read. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, but for the fact that, like, I think it might be easier because he has the dialogue in his head because mm-hmm. he's the one writing it. I think it might be easier for him to draw. My counter argument to that is George Jimenez. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's I, I think I said Damn I you, Batman I, Black and yeah. White. I think I said this in um I don't know if I said it in the Discord, but I think it's only nine out of ten times that a writer slash artist does well on a book. And the last time that it has done really well is the Catwoman book. That is phenomenal. Lonely City, yeah. Yeah. And before that, I I want to say uh, Steph, Steph Chick, Steph Chick, his uh, run okay with Harley Quinn. But that was like, oh, felt like yeah, a yeah. fanfic, you know what I mean? Sajic. Uh, yeah. yeah. So like some people could say that that was him because I think he wrote and, and drew that as well. But... I don't think that was anywhere close to what we got with that Catwoman book. Like that is that book deserves awards. I don't know why it didn't get one at the fucking yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's the only time because before that, I I couldn't tell you the last writer, you know, draw you know artist com- combination that 
fucking did well. So I can't think of any that has gone through with DC other than the Catwoman in the last few years. Yeah. Other than other than Harleen with yeah. Sajic. Uh and, and, and those are two limited series. Yeah. And it's definitely happened though. People are definitely writing and drawing their own books, but they're usually not great. Yeah. Um, and so like that's what worries me. You know what I mean? I, I enjoy Batcat. Um and I don't know. Like, I'm cool with Clayman doing something on his own, but I just don't like if it's going to be a continuation of something Tom King's done. You know what I mean? I feel like kind of the same thing with, like, some of Jeff John's stories. Like, I was like, oh, I don't really want to see that. It's kind of like what we talk about. You don't you don't fucking remake or continue fucking uh, Back to the Future, you know? There's some yeah. things you just don't want to see done. Now, I feel like I'm giving Tom King a little too much praise there, but um, I don't know. I think it's just too soon if he's not going to be involved, you know what I mean? That's what I'll say. Yeah. So, but, uh, it looks interesting. If Tom King comes out and says like, Oh, y'all are going to be, you know, this is going to be crazy. Like wait for it. But him not retweeting it. Cause he's a retweet fiend. Um, makes me think that he's not a part of it. So, uh, which would be pretty crazy. So, um, from there, I think let's go on to, should we do the Harley Quinn review or do we go into these, spoilers and Batman well, before stuff. let's do the spoilers and Batman stuff but before we even do that mm -hmm. um we did get news that Alan Horn has joined Warner Media or joined Warner Brothers Brothers Discovery uh -huh. and I don't know if you remember this but uh is that the guy they fired from Marvel that went to Marvel yeah they oh, they wow. he retired they mm -hmm. let him go from WB and then um bob the old bob from disney yeah. um hired him with uh disney won them billions of dollars and then once that bob retired so did alan horn mm -hmm. well zaslov went ahead and said hey what if i give you this really fat check and you come over here and help us with dealing with everything dc and harry potter and everything else yeah well, it has been official. He is on the payroll now. Oh, wow. And he has made comments on that he is for sure because it would be a what was the direct quote? Uh, I can't I can't remember what the direct quote was, uh, but he will be working directly with DC. Okay. So nice. uh, they're calling him a consultant. But even then, because the man is like nearing 80 years old, yeah. pretty much, um, I think his realistic plan will to look at all of the properties that they have, mm -hmm. excuse me, and then say, hey, this is what you need to do. Yeah, provide see, the outline. Yeah, provide the outline, see through everything in the next like year or two, and then say, hey, you guys got it from here, peace out, and then yeah. leave with that fat check. Like, yeah. I think that's basically how everything's going to be going for him. Um, but this kind of, I think, gets us into our next news topic, mm -hmm. which is uh, we got a confirmation from Jason Momoa of something that happened uh, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and it's all because WB decided to tour like 
random civilians around the WB lots, and they ruined a surprise that was supposed to be in Aquaman 2. Yeah. So I shared in the Discord, uh, Jason Momoa put in a uh, Instagram post a video of uh, the... Uh, like the first thing you see is the this like bus or like it's like one of those extended golf carts or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been uh, on these tours. It's pretty fire. Of of people, and like the very first words you hear is, "Well, that was supposed to be a surprise, you fuckers." And then he like looks at the kids. He's like, "Sorry, kids." And then yeah. like he just like laughs it off. And then you see him say, "Oh, we tried to even hide it with the set," and he turns around. It's labeled as the Old Friends Studio. So that is just the name of the studio. That's always there. Okay. The black is always there. Okay. So, yeah. So I, I thought, like, oh, he's, they were trying to be, like, extra careful yeah, and, no. like, throwing that I in think there. If they were hiding it with that, people would be freaking out that it's Friends. They're like, they're bringing Friends back? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that would be bigger than Aquaman, too. I'm sorry. So, um, so what ends up happening is he walks to this trailer that just has a blank sheet of paper with a printed B and A and he opens it. And the next thing you know, Ben Affleck is on the phone. He's like, Oh, sorry, bro. And then you see two photos after that video of him and Ben Affleck, you know, just joking around in the trailer. So it has been confirmed that we will see Bruce Wayne at the least in Aquaman two. Yeah. I call a little bit of bullshit here. Really? Yeah, because so check this out. Um, at the moment, this I, I the reason why I call bullshit is I don't think this happened recently. I think this is old, and and the reason why I say that is because currently at the moment Ben Affleck is on his honeymoon with Jennifer Lopez. So and they're like doing like a tour of all these places because they're rich, so they can go to a bunch of different places. Well, like I made, I was gonna say I made the joke because uh, when this first started going going around, I thought the same thing, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Did anybody tell Ben Affleck this?" And yeah. I took, I I shared the photo of him falling asleep on his boat, yeah, that just recently came out, and even people were saying, "Oh, this can't be a recent photo. This can't be a recent photo." Yeah, I said, unless makeup and hair is like doing miracles over on on the WB lot. Like, I'm mm. not entirely sure this is recent either. And then I actually saw the video and I'm like, was well, it's, it's like, it's right there. Like how but can Uncle this Man's be? Aquaman's been done filming forever though. But they're doing reshoots. Are they doing reshoots right now? Yes, they are doing reshoots. Because I saw photos and I want to say photos the same day this came out where he was in Paris by that super, I think it was Paris or London or whatever that fancy the Louvre or whatever the hell it's called, that art uh, museum that's underground with the pyramid that's in Wonder Woman. That oh, yeah, place, yeah, yeah. they were there. So well, like, the big thing here is that uh, I think it was Casey Walsh. Mm-hmm. He actually zoomed in and you can see in the background of these pictures, you see a calendar with like topics for reshoots. Yeah. So that's the only thing that kind of quote unquote confirms that they are doing reshoots. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I just find it so weird because like paparazzi don't fuck around, you know? Like they take photos and those things go up. 
like quick, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, maybe they just flew to LA real quick to do that, but I don't know. But th- I mean, that's just what it is. Like Hollywood magic. We, these could be posted for PR purposes. I also think the reason why th- we all know why this is being done, right? For Aquaman two of all movies. Oh yeah. 100 well because the thing is uh somebody else says uh casey waltz also zooming in on those reshoots he says interesting it looks like reshoot calendars uh there is a manta attack and a scene involving mira so it may not they may have not cut her completely from the film yeah but if there's a manta attack and mira appearing they might kill her off yeah, it would be interesting to see if they were to kill her off. But I would rather just fucking recast her, man. Like, yeah, you know, just recast her. Fuck it. Um, but we all know that they're bringing him for Amber Heard. Because that trial fucked over her image so much that people are like, I'm not. We have fucking young in Discord. He's like, I'm still not going to go watch it because Amber Heard. And I'm just like, bruh. And there's so many people out there that are Johnny lovers that are not going to watch this. Like, if anything, they should have just fucking hired Johnny Depp to be in that movie somehow as a new (laughs) villain. And he's going to show up in Aquaman. You know what I mean? That's what I would have fucking done. I would have made him Captain Jack Sparrow in Aquaman. Like, make him a pirate or some shit. Um, Because, yeah, Amber Heard has fucked that movie so bad. Like, they could come out and say... Amber Heard is not in this movie. We've removed every single scene with her in it. And people would still not go watch it because she got paid for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like, they're like, dude, we need to do something and bring back fucking Batman. Ben Affleck is looking great nowadays. Let's see if he's better mentally and bring him back. But the big question is, do you think this is long term? So that's what brings us to our next topic. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to write this down time-wise because I know I've been slacking on the YouTube. I I can't slack this week because we're (laughs) going to be talking heavy spoilers about The Flash. Yeah. So uh, there was a screening yesterday by the time we are recording this. Uh, And the big things are, one, juice. There's going to be a lot of sex jokes, apparently. Uh, All right. <laughs> so uh, this is in regards to apparently uh, Wonder Woman makes an appearance in mm-hmm. this movie, which we have heard before. So that is yeah. not too big in the spoiler section. Um, but it looks like Ben Affleck and uh, Ezra will be uh, in possession of the lasso. And Miller makes like a sex joke like, Oh, I like he says something in the aspect of like I'm a virgin, mm-hmm. um, saying like oh I'm aware of the topic of sex or something yeah. like that. I don't know exactly how it goes. Uh, I will say that a lot of people apparently have like positive vibes of this movie. Everything I heard has people excited about it. Mm-hmm. Ben and Keaton do not have scenes together, but they both thrive in the scenes that they are in and it looks like ben ben's batman uh uh the dceu bruce is basically content at where he is in life so he's not held back by his past or anything else Mm -hmm. so all of the weight that he had in 
BVS and Justice League, that's no more. Uh, that was one of the big things there. But one of the other big things, go ahead and skip, like, I want to go ahead and say five to ten minutes because I want Juice's opinion on this. Okay. Uh, because we have had conversations on what the possibility of Ben Affleck's future for this uh, franchise. Uh, but ready, three, two, one. A big spoiler here is that Ben Affleck appears in a post-credit scene, meaning yeah. that our predictions of him dying off in this movie, his swong song, we thought, um, is not coming true, that he's actually going to be here at the end of the movie. And it is addressed that this is a new updated DCEU when the movie ends. Mm -hmm. So he's come back for uh, Aquaman 2, apparently. Yeah. He has come back for Zack Snyder's Justice League. He's in the Flash, and it looks like he's going to be the set continuity Batman by the end of this movie. Do you think Ben is coming back? Looking at this right now, Ben is 49 years old. Keaton's what, in his 70s, in his 60s? 70s. It, I mean, if Keaton, if they can make Keaton look like a badass... In, in his 70s as Batman, there's no reason Ben Affleck can't continue being Batman. You know what I mean? Um, he may or may not hate the process of staying fit. And I don't, he's not as big as he was in BVS. So he's probably going to be a new slimmer Batman, uh, which is, you know, after we got fucking uh, Pattinson, the, the model's been thrown out the window. You know what I mean? So you don't need to have a beefy Batman anymore. But um, I just think the way he plays Batman is the way people really like him. And if you keep that, people will enjoy it. I think I'm hoping the Flash has some scenes that kind of erase what he looked like in in both Snyder Cut and Justice League. Because I don't think he looked like a badass at all in either of those movies. Yeah. So uh, I'm kind of hoping he gets back to being looking cool. Um, I am hoping that if he does come back, I feel like if he came back, Zaslav was like, look, bro, you're a director. You want to make fucking movies. People like you as Batman. You come back to us. You do whatever the fuck you want at WB. So the big thing of why I said Alan Horn's story would mean a lot to this story. Mm -hmm. Alan Horn and Ben Affleck have a really good relationship. Mm. Um, like as producers, as people in Hollywood. And I do think that there is a big possibility that Ben Affleck probably knew that Zaslav was wanting Horn to return to WB. Yeah. And that may be why he's so willing to come mm -hmm. back for more movies. Do you think he gets his Batman? I don't. And here's why I think, and people may not like this, but I think if Ben Affleck is Batman, then he may be, Batman as Iron Man was after Iron Man 3, which mm. was, hey, I'm in a team-up movie, I'm in an Avengers movie, I'm in a cameo. Like, he is only going to be there for only set things. Yeah. So where you can just get a body double for all of the action scenes. Mm -hmm. He's only in suit for maybe anywhere close to on-set filming 
30 minutes to like a like maybe two or three days instead yeah. of like months or weeks on end. I think that may be the route that he goes. I don't necessarily want that. Mm-hmm. But if there is a better case, than nothing, though. Well, if there is this case, because I remember the conversation we had last time with Keaton and Batgirl and the director saying, oh, there's a spaghetti of a multiverse. Yeah. I think Keaton and Batman may, and I might be wrong because of what I said just now about how these two characters do not share any scenes together in the flash, but I think they may be able to coexist on one earth. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to work. I guess we'll wait and see, but this me, I don't know, man, that's going to be weird because remember we heard that Michelle Pfeiffer is Catwoman in the other. There's no way they're not going to have a younger Catwoman if they bring back Ben Affleck. You know what I mean? And also, if he is coming back, that kills anybody's hope of Ana de Armos being Catwoman. Because ain't no fucking way he's yeah, Batman no. and she's Catwoman, well, all right? The, the thing is, the thing is, so we're still technically in the 10-minute mark of, of what I said for spoilers. So I'm going to go ahead and throw this at you also. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing with uh, them being on a, the same Earth or whatever. So in DC Comics, after... I think the whole thing go leading up to Infinite Crisis. So after Crisis on Infinite Earths, that twenty year gap, mm-hmm. Power Girl and Supergirl, yeah, both were on the Earth Prime. Yeah, they're technically the exact same character. Mm-hmm. Those are both Kara Danvers. So if the rumors are true about Wait, isn't one this... big booby and the other one not, yes, <laughs> but in the sense of if things are true about how DC and WB are wanting to lead to a crisis movie. Yeah. These two characters being on the same earth would make sense. Yeah. And then you could have your guy in the chair while also having a Batman. Yeah. But that would also contradict reports of there being a quote unquote new justice league in Batgirl. Which we don't want. And that was before Zaslav came in the picture, though. Yes. And that, like, June is a long way away. Yeah. And Batgirl now is even further than June. So I think that things can very much be reshot, reworked, whatever. And apparently, one of the Batmen, either Mm -hmm. Keaton or uh, Ben... They don't specify who because I went down the Reddit rabbit hole of this flash screening and actually had conversations with two people that actually saw the movie um, or claim to have seen the movie. Um, One of these characters references, and this is a heavy spoiler, uh, but again, grain of salt. They don't say the name, but they hint Mm -hmm. at a possibility of an anti-monitor leading to mm. crisis. Interesting. Uh, if we do get a crisis, I think we also get a new Batman by the end of it. I think so as well. I think both yeah. Keaton and Ben are gone yeah. by the end of crisis. 
You have uh, to use Crisis to set up your new future going forward. If you're trying to make everything that's happened continuity, you have to use Crisis because that'll, if they're using the original Crisis ending where it all gets melted into one Earth, you know what I mean? Then you have to make your solidified Justice League out of that. Um, yeah. And I still think, and that gives you the option to keep Gal Gadot if you want to keep going with her in the future um, because. She looks fucking great, and she's probably gonna look great forever. Um, so you can have her be Wonder Woman forever if you wanted to. Um, but you could also use like the Thor thing, right? Like we've got a whole new thing, and Thor is still there, you know. Yeah. And he's he's down to play Thor forever. It seems like yeah. So that's pretty cool. And I wouldn't mind like somebody staying over like Gal Gadot because the cool thing with I think Gal and Harley are the and Margot Robbie are the only two people I would love to stay. If they reboot the whole universe, um, Momoa is cool too. I don't mind him staying, but Ezra gotta get the fuck out of there. So, um, and that's the weird thing. A lot of people said controversies aside, Ezra is really good in this movie. Yeah, and, and again, if this pops off, WB like it's okay, dude. We don't yeah. care what you did. Um, but he's he's too he's off the hinges, man. I don't think you can keep him. Um, but yeah, apparently, I don't know. He's in rehab right now. Really? Apparently. apparently. I haven't heard any yet. I have I would feel like that would be everywhere though. I feel like it would too, but apparently he is. Yeah. Uh, apparently it's it's like WB that is like coughing up the money for everything. Mm. I mean, how I mean if did they have Ben go to rehab? And if they did, maybe they have some special ass fucking rehab. They, I think that they did. Because I remember it was Jim Lee and one other high executive that yeah. went to Ben's house yeah. during this whole thing with like I think we covered that everything else we covered yeah. that. Um, hey man, I'm always down for people to recover from shit, but he was getting kind of wild. Like I think he needs to like stay off social media or have a PR manager. Like I think so as well, and I like. I just remember like the god awful. I'm sorry, but god awful photos of Ben when like paparazzi was taking photos like right outside of his. Gate. Oh, when he was getting like Uber Eats and shit. Yeah, like, I yeah. was just like, yikes, man. Yeah. Nothing uh, was worse than the uh, dragon back tattoo photo <laughs> when he was just staring <laughs> off into the ocean. And he was just like <laughs> contemplating life. Ooh, um, uh, apparently, Jennifer Lopez is having him get that fucking removed. Removed. Yeah, Fuck, that's gonna that hurt. That's, that's how gonna that's hurt. how powerful J Lo is. She's like, hmm, I, I think it was me. you. Got to get rid of that fucking. What was it? It was tattoo. Drew. He's like, man, because yeah. these photos that came out with uh, Momoa and Affleck. Yeah. He's like, damn, look how happy he is with J Lo. That booty has yeah. all that power. Yeah. Um, but one one last thing because I I want to get your opinion on this as well. I did, like I said, talk to two different people who claimed to see the movie, and. One thing that people were not really like gung ho to talk about because they wanted to like see if they would keep it a mystery. Mm -hmm. uh, but there was talk of a possible third Batman. Like mm -hmm. there was there people were kind of hinting at the fact that, oh, well, we didn't see these heroes, but we saw somebody else that looked a lot like Batman. And so I asked, what is this I'm hearing about a third Batman? Is there any truth to this? And they said. There is a scene where different universes, quote unquote, start to gather. And if you look closely, you can see a glimpse 
of Adam West Batman, apparently. Some folks said that you that they saw a blink-and-you-miss-it shot of Pattinson's Batman as well. But neither are part of the main story. If anything, it's just a cool Easter egg for the audience. Hmm. And that is so, probably how they would do a new Batman. I was going to say, if you remember those scenes of the show, The Flash, where he's mm-hmm. like running back in time and you saw glimpses of different things. Yeah. Like coming up in the series. And of course, we got that glimpse of like Supergirl. I think you will have a better high budgeted visual of that. Yeah happen in the flash movie yeah i would expect that and we already know that they're not going to do the proper multiverse they're going to do the oh look anybody can be batman with a different face kind of multiverse so yeah you know you kind of just gotta live with that um but uh yeah i think this is the perfect way to recast a new batman after they do this crisis event um if if that is what they're building to which kind of seems that way for them to be able to reboot you know um yeah and it's smart that they're kind of like trying to redo that you know what i mean like instead of just being like hey we're gonna say fuck everybody and we're just gonna kind of keep this crisis will allow them to keep certain actors if they want to keep them um still pretty crazy that uh you got nothing on cavill which is nuts um well i i said i said how how accurate is wb trying to be with dc when they can't get a superman story going but they can find a way to bring batman back Mm mm-hmm yeah, it's insane. Well, I mean, if those rumors are true, if they don't know how to ca- how to make uh, Superman modern, I guess that's what they're ha- they're hung up on, you know. Um, yeah. And the one thing you, I rather not have a Superman instead of getting like some kind of like really woke Superman somehow. That wouldn't be great. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, well, it'll be very interesting to see what they do. I mean, just have him punch shit. Like it's not that hard. Like, have him be a good boy that punches shit. Um, but, you know, that's WB seeing that they can't bring him to bring him to light. Um, you think there would be better writers out there? How can you not make Superman work? Um, anyways, and you just got to bring Cavill back. Just bring Cavill back. People will watch anything. <laughs> he can fucking serve ice cream for two hours and people will be like, that was great. Um, anyways, so that is everything we got for the Affleck stuff and the, the Flash spoilers. But let's go ahead and go on to Harley Quinn. This uh, dropped three episodes of the Harley Quinn show. I will tell you, I laughed out loud at least once in every episode. I think so, too. I will say it somehow or some way. I don't know why. Maybe I was Mm -hmm. just really focused on, uh, by the way, um, I was going to tell you this off air, but I know some people were asking me about it. Um, Just got a job yesterday. So. Uh, I was in the middle of watching Harley when all that happened. So, like, I wasn't fully in it, but yeah. there was really good moments in each episode that made me laugh out loud. Yeah, I fucking laughed so hard at some of them. When <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part is, and ep- we're going to just go all over the place and kind of give our opinions, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, episode two, I, I, I was trying to remember what made me laugh out loud in episode one, but episode two... Nightwing shows up to the cave being all ominous and shit. 
And, you know, he's all like, I call shotgun. And Robin throws the finger. He's like, fuck that. And Batgirl's like, you can hop a ride with the macaroni. And, dude, I fucking <laughs> lost it. I lost it because I forgot about the macaroni. And oh, I remember shit. when the macaroni showed up the last season. With I Bane and Batman? <laughs> yes, I fucking died. So when that happened again and I completely forgot about him, I fucking lost my shit. I thought that was so funny. Because he's on that stupid bike. Like... <laughs> no, see, for me, mine on the second episode was when Dick was like, I'm a failure. I'm a failure at life. And he jumps up on the freaking bookcase. He's like, and yeah. Ivy's like, we're going to die anyway. He's like, not fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> so I... I... This is the kind of show that I love when the superheroes are definitely out of character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's supposed to be stupid. It's supposed to be wacky. And I really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There was I, I love every second of Bane. I, I just, Bane is so good in the show. Uh, I love that. Uh, James Gunn's cameo was interesting, being a director on the show. Dude, freaking... Being himself. Billy Bob Thornton was in this freaking second yeah. episode. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, second and th third. was it the third, third? episode? It was yeah. the third episode. I'm pretty sure it was third like, episode. What the hell? No, and this whole thing was because of this movie that they're this biopic that they're making yeah. about the Waynes. I love in the second in the second episode, Batman's like, "What Thomas Wayne movie? Yeah, <laughs> he goes off on a tangent. Yeah, he's like, he's you like those pearls, yeah, those pearls. So." That's what I loved about them returning to Gotham. They were because there's like an Amer uh, you know, Gordon's running for mayor, and they're like, yeah. there's potholes and sinkholes and toxic holes and kids driving buses, and like there's it's chaos everywhere. And uh, I love there's this montage of everything happening, and there is a rat Wayne family that is yes. walking around with an Alfred <laughs> Butler rat. And they get killed because of a stupid kid driving a bus. And it's the it's Bat Rat. He's like, no. And, then <laughs> and you see like, Alfred is like there with the umbrella trying yeah. to console him and everything. Oh, and he's my. like holding the pearl necklace. He's like, no. I was like, dude, if we get Bat Rat in this show, that's going to be fucking hilarious. Oh, that's going to be great. I love the stupidity of the show, man. Like, it was so good. Um, and then there was, like, the award show. Like, Joker still good. I, like, I forgot how good the voice actor for Joker is in this. Like, yeah, that's uh, Alan uh, Tudyk. Uh, oh, yeah, guy yeah, yeah, who is... Uh, oh, shit. What was his name? He's in, on Doom he was Patrol. In, and yeah, he was in very, Doom very Patrol. Uh, he plays... In Star like, Wars. Yeah, he, he also does Star Wars. He... I don't know if you knew this. He plays, like every single animal in like disney animated movies like That's if there right. is an animal that does not talk and yeah. he, he does all of the noises yeah that's apparently a really big voice actor thing you need to learn to do that's insane yeah they don't they don't they don't get real animals they fucking have people pretend to be animals which i think is <laughs> hilarious um draft um but yeah like i don't know i think uh, harley quinn just overall i don't think we need to go through every episode i just love no. the first few episodes we'll do a proper review next week when it's one episode yeah but the first three episodes all i have to say is if you enjoyed the first two seasons you'll enjoy this i don't see dude, why you the wouldn't. fucking porn stars man fucking great <laughs> dude i had like my ipad full blast like with my door open and that was going on i was like hey whoa what the fuck is going on here <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Well, no, because uh, I was like, oh, because the one thing that made me laugh, and 
I don't know if you necessarily would laugh at this, but in the first episode, Ivy is like doing this tangent about all the things that is wrong in the world. And she drops this line about Bravo liberties. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the channel Bravo. And yeah. they have all of the like uh, uh, housewife uh, shows on there and all the reality TV. Mm-hmm. Abby is really big on reality TV. Okay. Yeah. That's and, over my head. And she loves Bravo. So I actually got that joke. And so I'm like, Oh, Abby, let me, let me tell you, let me show you this joke. And like, I completely forgot that it was the sex scene with the mm-hmm. with the porn movie in the very beginning of the episode yeah. the the show like my tv is old so i have to blast it at like 75 yeah um in order to get anything and so like this scene opens up and abby's just like why are you showing me this i was like i'm sorry <laughs> let me like let me fast yeah. forward <laughs> yeah i think it was, it was fun man it was good um like i said i love bane i i love that bane has an inner monologue this season and he's like, maybe oh, I yeah. am depressed. Like, I just fucking love it, dude. <laughs> that like, cashier, dude, is like, oh, yeah. just, well, not the cashier, it was the bank teller. Uh, just looking at your past, like, transactions, could it be a possibility that you're depressed? And he's yeah. just like, no, like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just so good, dude. Like, um, I, I want to see more of Bane. I like that this show decided to keep dead characters dead because they had oh, an the in memoriam. memoriam yeah <laughs> and i was just like wow i don't even remember freeze dying i don't remember penguin dying ah uh, i want to say i probably do i just the don't only remember one, the only one that i prominently remember is fucking scarecrow because yeah. that was fucking awesome yeah yeah the way joker killed him he's like because he ruined the surprise of who Batman is. Yeah. Yeah. Where the fuck's my car, Bruce? Like, I love that fucking... Love that scene, man. Uh, yeah, it blows my mind. If you guys have not given Harley Quinn a chance, like, give it a chance. Like, it's such a fucking good show. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about uh, the rest of the episodes coming out. But definitely watch Harley Quinn. We don't want to spoil everything for you. But uh, we'll do a proper review next week on the fourth episode when it comes out. But, yeah, I'm excited that show's back. Uh, Cause it's nice to laugh, man. I'm watching Stranger Things right now, and God damn, that show is great. But dude, I was speaking of Stranger Things, though. Like, not gonna give out any spoilers, but I thought it was only eight episodes. So I was watching it, and I was like, "Oh damn, that's the way they're gonna end it. This is pretty interesting." Like the eighth episode, I thought would have been a decent way to end the show. And then I was like, "It was like next episode." And I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "The next episode," and I was a little shocked that that the the eighth episode was like an hour and 30 minutes when the previous episode was an hour and 40 i was like damn the final episode is only gonna be an hour 30 that's weird the next episode's two hours and 20 minutes and i was like yeah i was like that's a fucking movie (laughs) and uh i was like and it was already like two in the morning i was like no i was like i will not watch that right now so i'm gonna i'm house sitting again for my brother this weekend so i'll be watching it on a huge tv and um yeah that's that show's great too but i'm glad to laugh at something also I love being able to watch something that's like 20 minutes because holy fuck, I've been watching so many things that are hour plus and I'm just like, Oh, I'm tired of this. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice show to just like sit down for a little bit and just, yeah. you know, relax. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Watch it during lunch. I think it's funny. Uh, but yeah, so going on from that, let's go to viewer questions. Ladies and gentlemen, I have not checked if we have anything on YouTube. 
And I know we have a few in Discord for sure. I actually have not checked YouTube. Let me look at that really quickly. So I'm going to bring it up on the Discord and let's see what we got. Because um, I know we had at least like two or three. Um, I know Drew had an interesting question at the at the final bit that I thought was funny. Um, let's see. Actual question. Man, where is everybody's questions? Maybe it was just our whiz in Discord. Did you have anybody on YouTube? So Ethan is saying something. He said something about six days ago. He says, at 4244, this has to be fake. And also, I've heard about, and it's not Zachary Gordon from the OG trilogy, but the kid from the reboot. Huh? I have no idea what we were talking about uh, at that time. If I look back at my notes. Zachary Gordy. Uh, and Gordy. kid from the trilogy. I don't know what the fuck. This is how we don't remember our podcast all the time, ladies and gentlemen. Like, uh, sometimes we'll just be like, what? So uh, this has to be in regards to a book that we were reviewing. Um, I have no idea. Oh, so <laughs> this was back when uh, we were talking about that random kid that shot his mother in the back of the head. So diary oh, of wimpy kid. Wimpy kid. Yeah. So I so, actually tweeted about that. That I thought because the headlines that were showing it looked like the little kid from yeah. the original ones, but it's a side character from the wimpy kid. And I was like, yeah, because ah, I was gonna do a video on it, but I was like, oh, this is not exciting. It's a fucking like C-list character from the movie. Um, if it would have been the wimpy kid or like his chubby redhead friend, like that would have been some shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Ethan's young, so I expect him to know more knowledge about the wimpy kid. That's probably like his childhood. <laughs> so, um, you know, I grew up on the little toaster and shit. I didn't grow up on the wimpy kid. Um, but we, we do have one question from Raphael. He says, yeah. uh, I don't know how many of their works you've read, but what do you think about Grant Morrison as a writer? Morrison is a legend. I don't think you can take that away from him. I think he's a legend. He's done some great things. But I also think he's one of those writers that people give too much love to and think everything he's done is great. Because Arkham Asylum is a piece of shit. Garbage. Absolutely. Super garbage. Garbage. I don't um, know why people love that book. They, they treat it like it's the fucking greatest story of all time. I think a lot of people think of it as like, oh, it's like an excellent art piece, you know? It's not necessarily like real comics. It just like really mm -hmm. makes you think. Like being the, the uh, what is it called? Uh, the hipster yeah, of comic yeah. book reading. That's basically what people think about it. But in all honesty, I like like the introduction as Damien. Mm -hmm. Like not the baby Damien, but like him as like, hey, I am your son, Damien. Yeah. That run was actually pretty legit. I yeah. really started liking it. I dropped off of it when we uh, started getting books back um, yeah. through the pandemic, but I want to go back to it. I really enjoyed it. I think there's a lot of stuff that he that he is really, really good at. Um, he also does the uh, Klaus books at Boom Studios, which is the Santa Claus uh, mm -hmm. books with Dan Mora. Absolutely amazing. But, like, when you get down to his, like, psychedelic, multiversal, like, where he really wants to go crazy. Yeah. That's where I just want to jump ship, man. It gets way too wacky. 
Yeah, he, he is a really wacky person. The best thing Grant Morrison has ever said or done was telling people that everything doesn't need to be explained in comics. Yes. That's the best thing he's ever done. Because people are like, you don't need to know how a bat wing can fly out of a cave perfectly. Like, you don't need to know that. Like, it's just comic books. It's like, comics. You, yeah. you just let it fucking happen because yeah. it's awesome. Like, you don't need to know the fucking dimensions of the cave and how it doesn't hit the walls and all that bullshit. I think that's the best thing he's done. Um, But yeah, I think he's a solid writer. But yeah, I think like a lot of writers, and I think it doesn't... It doesn't surprise me that Scott Snyder has went off the rails because he's such a Grant Morrison fanboy. You know what I mean? And so um, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that he had a great Batman run and then just totally went overboard with metal, too. You know? Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I I think Grant Morrison is he's dope at times, but I, I don't worship him like some people do. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's that. I think the only other opinion or other two things come from Discord. I think I think we only have two questions. One yeah. is from Arwix that says, um, "Not sure if if I'm late or not, but I just got done watching Gray Man, and it's a pretty good in my opinion. But I like the way that they showed his character not really feeling pain. My question is, if future Batman movies, would you like to see more of Batman going through more painful experiences that actually lead to some wounds that eventually become scars?" So I like this idea because I also like the idea of what Ben Affleck's movie was supposed to be with him, like running through Arkham, mm-hmm. uh, it being the same as like the raid. Yeah. Um, and he was supposed to be in his suit 95% of the time because he's stuck in Arkham. Yeah. But fighting all of those bad guys, you would have to see, his suit really go through the ringer, right? So I think that would be really, really cool in that kind of concept. Yeah. Now, I'm not some masochist, uh, masochist and just like want him to get like super tortured and be like, ha, now you got this like huge gash on your freaking chest or whatever. Yeah. But like, I think that sometimes, and <laughs> again, it goes into the, the stupid argument of realistic and comic booky stuff. Yeah. Uh I think that even in comic booky stuff, when we freaking saw Tobey Maguire fighting in that Spider-Man suit, his suit got ripped up to shit in every fucking movie. Yeah. And it looked awesome. Yeah. I think that and the one of the main reasons why is because of those moments that people always say, "Oh, you can't have white eyes with Batman because you need to see the emotion in his eyes and that's what you got with toby when his suit got to shit you finally got to see the emotion in his eyes yeah. you could do the exact same fucking thing with batman yeah break the cow a little bit kind of yeah. have yeah because you know um tony daniels one of i mean i think his art's been going downhill recently but one of the last best things he's done was that tom king book when he went after kg beast yeah like that book was fucking great and when he's fighting kg beast his cow breaks and it looks awesome so yeah, I think I wish they would do more of that in uh in the in the movies for sure. But unfortunately, um they they go I, I would like it because it would make it a little bit more real. And I know people are like, oh, you want it to be real. But I'm like, but Batman does that in the comics, you know, he goes through pain. But yeah. um, you know, unfortunately, 
we just got treated to a Batman that could eat C4 and nothing happens to his suit. <laughs> so I know people hate that, that joke and I, I have beaten it to death, but it's true. Like nothing happened to that suit. And for anybody to believe that that's okay. Like, I don't understand why you think that like, you know, um, but it is what it is. So yeah, I would like to see more stuff like that, but I would really love to see that Batman raid movie. Like that would be fucking awesome. Because a yeah. lot of people are like, really, dude, nine, like 90 plus minutes of fucking, you know, Batman being in a suit. I'm like, dude, he would be communicating with people. So you're going to have like Alfred in the cave talking to him. You're going to have cops outside Arkham being like, what's going on in there? We got to get in there. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have a bunch of stuff happening that's going to take away from him being Batman for moments in the movie. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, um, and you would probably, the first 30 minutes would probably be in the buildup to why Arkham is being taken over. You know what I mean? So like yeah. he'd probably be in the suit for like an hour, which I think would be fucking fire. Maybe overall, like movie wise, it would probably be like 45 minutes in the suit. How much was yeah. he in the Batman? He was in it a lot for the Batman, but yes, that movie was. was also like 10 hours. So, you know, um, <laughs> but anyways, next, uh, next thing we got is this is from Drew, which, you know, me and Drew go back and forth on a lot of things, but this is one of his better comments that is entertaining. Um, if I win the mega millions, I will sponsor this podcast. So you'll have a little more money in your pockets each month. Also, I'll pay for the naming rights to Juice's mustache. He will be known, he will be known and referred to as Eduardo. Uh, also <laughs> I'll pay for new cameras and get you a studio so you can film for YouTube and advertiser budget. So you can get Eduardo his own billboard. Also, I'm buying myself two copies of Detective 27, one graded and a reader copy, which I think that's insane. Um, so if you're going to buy Detective 27 to actually fucking open it, you're fucking insane. Yeah, I was like, dude, just read it online and just have two copies. <laughs> too many fucking oils on my hand? Yeah. No fucking way. Yeah, you would have to have somebody professionally turn the page, <laughs> like with gloves on. Because um, I feel like those pages would be so brittle now. Oh, yeah, but, it would literally disintegrate. Yeah. Uh, my question is, what comic slash comic book movie uh, show or whatever item would you buy if you hit the Mega Millions? First off, did you buy any tickets? So I'm going to be going to buy my ticket right after uh, we record. Um, okay. I, I bought, bought $10 worth yesterday. I wasn't going to go hard in the paint, um, but I, bought, I picked my numbers, though. So. Oh, shit. See, no, like. Do I want to pick my numbers? I I picked four of the five because the card has five on it. And yeah. you can quick pick the fifth one if you want. You can quick pick all of them. But I picked my numbers on four of the five. Well, no, well, because you did $10. So that gives you... Oh, I guess that does give you five. Yeah, it's two bucks a ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So last time, last Friday, I bought $20 worth and they were all quick picks. Yeah. and I, I hate like, quick picks because I always get the same fucking number on every row really yeah if you ever notice like when you buy in bulk you probably you probably get the same number in a majority of them and if that number hits you fuck all your numbers oh shit so the people that have won the lotto have always said pick your numbers so okay okay good to know good to know so yeah, like take your own pen too <laughs> so yesterday uh well last week uh my grandmother was the one that told me about it and mm. she's like Oh, did you hear that it's already like up to eight million and she's or eight hundred million? Like, here, here's some money. Go buy me some go buy me some quick picks. Go <laughs> buy me some quick picks. Yeah. I was like, okay. And so like I bought them and like we we 
exchanged like whose ticket would be whose mm-hmm. and we basically like okay good luck and then we walked because my grandma literally lives like 10 paces outside of my side door yeah. like she's that close to me uh and so we're just like all right let's see who wins let's see who wins and so i asked her if she wanted to buy tickets today and she does so i'm gonna go mm-hmm. over there nice. later today and get some it's at one billion dollars like holy yeah. shit i think I the cash yesterday it was at 1.1 already the cash value is half like half a billion yeah i think it's uh probably over 600 already yeah so but taxes you probably get like 400 which is crazy oh no i get 400 (laughs) oh my god yeah so you win the mega millions what are you buying that's comic book movie or anything related if i get half a billion dollars uh Here's the first thing I'm doing. First thing I'm doing is I'm finding somebody with uh, Action Comics number one. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing I'm buying. And then I am working my way to WB and working with Zaslav saying, hey, I could be a producer on this shit. Mm-hmm. Let's get DC Studios up and working and put my name on that shit so that way I can gain more money out of yeah. the half million that I've already made. So that's what I'm doing. Is yeah. that realistic? No, it's not. But neither is winning this mega million. So Yeah, I, I read something along the lines of like if if the chances of you winning the mega millions are is like if you take a penny and turn it on its side, not like laying down flat, but like vertically. And it would stretch like across Texas or something like that. Like the length of pennies you would need to, that's your chances of winning, which is fuck. fucking crazy. I mean, it takes t- like 20 hours to get out of Texas. So that's like annoying as fuck. So yeah, yeah, it's it's obviously a pipe dream. But if I were to have the Mega Millions, so I'm not a car guy, but I've always said if I had stupid money, I'd buy a Batmobile just to have a Batmobile. You know what I mean? But which one? fucking 89 like the long one so it's like i'm going over there i mean can you even drive the tumbler on the streets i think you can it's so wide though it is so So maybe not but i will also say juice that why that that long 89 batmobile Mm -hmm. you wouldn't even be able to fit that on your street Oh, yeah, I, I'd buy a house eventually, right? Like, I'd have to. But I would buy one of those. I think that would be cool. Um, but I'd probably buy something like that. Or I don't really know, man. Like, my when I when it comes to thinking about buying memorabilia, I did, I did make a tweet about this. And it has nothing to do with comic books. But, like, I would buy those crazy statues that are, like, life-size. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just put them in, like, my living room or something. I wouldn't buy too many. Like, I like to actually have things look nice. But uh, I don't think I would buy, like, comic books or anything like that. Oh, you know what I would do? I would fucking pay Clay Man to big, make those three books. There you go. Re- redraw those three books and fucking get it binded in, like, a badass, like, Batcat book. And, um, yeah, I would probably... I would... Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I... I would Wait, definitely didn't, use the money didn't he for do all the push. covers? He did all the covers though, right? He did all the covers, yeah. So you could you you could pay him to do that and then go to DC and be like, bind this for me. And yeah. you would have an original set. 
Yeah. And then you would have to tell them to bind his pages into the hardcover that's eventually coming out also. Yeah. So I would definitely do that. Well, the thing is, I would probably do it and just keep it to myself. And be like, <laughs> fuck everybody. I, and like every year release like one page. And be like, oh yeah, this is my my one book. I'd also go buy, uh, I'd buy the pages from, what's his face? For, oh, uh, for Batman Damned. Damned too. I would just go buy all the band shit. I'd be like, hey, how much for that Joker Batgirl cover? I want uh, the original yeah. drawing. That's what I would do. If I was going to buy comic shit, I'd go buy the stuff that is not supposed to see the light of day. Um, I'd go buy those Catwoman pages from What's-His-Face that did that Catwoman run. I would buy all that shit. So, Because nice. I like the, you know, I like the forbidden shit when it comes to comics. Because it's like DC thought this was no-no. So I'm like, oh, I want to I want to own the no-no stuff. So, Drew, I would pay to make DC's format into manga and digital. Damn. <laughs> Fucked up. Oh, shit. But yeah, so that's kind of uh, what we would do. So very interesting. It'll be interesting to see if somebody does actually hit that tonight. Somebody's going to hit. I don't see how it's not. Well, it's no, gonna be multiple people think because the thing too. the thing that I told my family is that I think there's gonna be a lot less people playing. No, week. hell yes. no. The, Do you the, know why? Why? Because rent, rent is due. Ooh, I don't think people care, dude. People are too obsessed with this kind of thing to not. You so, think so? I don't think they're gonna go as hard, maybe as they normally would. But yeah. I think people are buying tickets. The reason why I know that is because it's rising. If the if the pot keeps rising, it's because people are buying. And it's risen so much since they said it was already over a billion dollars. So pretty crazy. Nobody's winning this shit that we know, which would be insane. Now, obviously, if you do win, you need to shut the hell up and not say it. Unless you live in a state that forces you to say that's got. Oh, stop. no, I've 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 had the conversation with Abby and my grandmother. Like, hey, if one of us wins, we're the only two or three that should know and because where we're at mm. we have to go into a completely different city to claim it did you know yeah that? yeah yeah i know so oh, yeah i thought about that too i would tell nobody until so i'm there. we would just drive over there and just be like okay yeah. here sign in the paper well the thing is they and say fine. not to even do that yet i think you're supposed to get a lawyer first really because the moment you have that kind of cash people are going to come out of the woodwork for you Every little thing you do is going to be searching for money. So like, I've seen a lot of people talk about this because this has happened throughout history, like huge jackpots like this. And people always say like, whatever you got to do. Um, but people always say you need to go get like uh, a big guy, like the guy that runs the comic cons in our, or not the comic cons, but like he does a, his own comic con. Oh, that lawyer yeah. guy, you need to go to him like specifically, not his firm, him. Like the big uh, dog, and to be like, no, I got money. You need to cover all my shit, and that way he knows everything law wise, right? So like, if people come after you for shit, he's like, nope, we're gonna do this. Bada bing, bada boom, blah blah. blah. It's in litigation for twenty billion years, and you're good. Like, you gotta go to the top guy that knows how to screw everybody already. Like, that's what you need to do. So, yeah. um, pretty crazy shit. A lot of people also said that do not keep the the big ticket on you too. Like, you have to make copies and copies. Yeah, I saw that. I saw yeah. a TikTok about that. Yeah. yeah. It was a chick, right? It's probably yeah. the one you saw. Yeah. 
All right. Anyways, that's enough lot of talk. Uh, I don't think anybody's gonna be winning it. But uh, yeah, Drew, if you win, we can have conversations. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be about a dollar amount for the mustache, right? Man, I'll tell you that much. Um, and sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll go from there, man. But uh, good luck. Anyways, let's move on to that is viewer questions. So let's move on to comic reviews. Now we only have two books this week, but Clay mentioned something about Task Force Z um, yes. that you wanted to talk about. So what happened there? So, Task Force Z, I, of course, look through everything every single week just to make sure if there is anything dramatic happening within the DC universe. Yeah. Task Force Z, of course, is, you know, the big character there is, of course, Red Hood. He's the one that is commanding all of these zombies or whatever. And apparently the big story about this book is that there is somebody that they're in talks to resurrect and they finally resurrected them in this issue which is issue number 10 the last pages is the resurrection of hank clover jr do you know who that is no gotham as in gotham wow. and gotham girl interesting did he die with his body i thought did he not explode maybe i'm just thinking of somebody else i have to go back yeah because i i think he almost like had like the equivalent of like a brain aneurysm yeah could be um interesting okay uh, I want to see where they're going to go with that. I mean, it now, can't be worse than Gotham Girl right now. The way he looks, he looks as big as the Hulk. And he is a zombie. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know if like this book is going to completely resurrect these characters that are assumingly dead. Yeah. So, it would be interesting to do so. Um, but I saw that and I was like, huh. That was interesting. Because hate tom king all you want i think gotham and gotham girl was an actually really good start to his series yeah it was intriguing to have a super man type person in gotham you know yeah because I mean? he just like is pretty much obsolete batman which is well, like there was like the actual conversation of like do you even need batman anymore yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah i thought that was uh kind of cool um but, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, he was, like, in the Flash button series, right? Didn't he? Wasn't there that crossover between Batman and Flash that fought them again? I I, I don't think it was the button, but I think it was the next crossover. Because there was two Flash-Batman crossovers. Yes, there, there was one near the end of King's Run that yeah. Williamson also wrote. Yeah. And like a clone or something was involved with Gotham. Yeah. 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 So maybe that's the one they're messing with. I don't really know. But um, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I'm always, I always think you can still do some good stuff with those characters. But, you know, unfortunately, we get stuck with Ghostmaker and not, uh, not better characters, in my opinion. But yeah. yeah so there's that. But let's go to move on to, I guess let's just talk about, um, you know, is it dark night what is it called i put it's, emp it's one dark night yeah this is the finale to the book um i want to say that we thought the second book was okay 
Like we didn't yeah. think it was anything. Wow. What did you think about this finale of this story? This was kind of lackluster. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't say that it was bad, but like it has been kind of a while since we've read the second issue. Yeah. So I was having a little bit of trouble remembering who the, some of these characters were. Um, but like the whole dirty cop thing is kind of like, it's not over. I mean, I, I guess you could say it's overdone in Gotham stories. Yeah. But it's to be expected, you know? Uh, but I think it's all right. And then even so, like at a moment where Batman at the very end is like, don't worry, kid, I'll save your dad. And then he just like throws him in the ocean to die. Yeah. You're like, oh, shit, Batman like saved everybody. But it was at the cost of this dude that he said he would save. And then at the very end of the book, you see him being airlifted and they're like, there's still a heartbeat. He's alive. I don't know how he lived, but and I'm I'm kind of rolling my eyes at that just because like really yeah like you had to let him live you know yeah Uh, but i mean it's an okay ending but it wasn't like a oh man this is amazing you know yeah yeah no the book wasn't anything i mean i thought i liked the art in it like it was very like rough and rigid uh which i thought was kind of cool i like when he was fighting uh croc and getting his ass beat um that was pretty dope um and i like how he he got fucked up so much he had to tie his mask on, which was kind of cool. That was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was nice. But yeah, overall, like I think black label at times is a detriment to itself with just three books. Cause it feels like stuff is rushed. Yeah. Cause I think you could have definitely made this story better if you had like maybe it was a mini series, you know what I mean? um and not just three books but yeah i don't know overall i think it was an okay book i didn't think it was bad like like you said and but i also didn't think like i was super wowed by it i did enjoy the art i did enjoy the concept i really enjoyed the concept but i just think there could have been a lot more done same thing with like fortress right like fortress could have been good but it's just terrible yeah um so that's a that's the one thing that sucks about some ideas when it comes to Batman, I think people have great concepts, but they don't execute it well. Yeah, and th- so. there was this really cool line when he was fighting Croc where he was like, uh, for all the stench down here in the sewer, the only thing I smell is your fear. Yeah. That I was, was like, oh, shit. Yeah. See, some people know how to write Batman dialogue well sometimes. Not Chip Zdarsky, but, you know, freaking uh, other people. And I think this is, is this drawn and written by What's-His-Face? by jock yeah yeah so this is one of those other examples do we consider this good or do we consider it bad this is just mid as the kids would say nowadays so well like because here's the thing with that and you may call me an older millennial or whatever but like is mid technically mid or is mid it's bad bad, apparently which is stupid i think this is where kids need education because their slang doesn't matter anymore Um, but it's it's mid is the new bad like, you know how we used to say bad all the time? Yeah. Like, dude, that's bad. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, that's true. That's yeah, good. Yeah. But, like, uh, is that the way they intended as mid being bad? But the one thing I've noticed with, like, the younger peeps nowadays with that word of mid is everything is mid. Everything. Yeah. And so it's just like, why would it, I take y'all serious? Well, though, like, and because of that, I can't take criticism seriously. Like, yeah. 
in the sense of like if everything is mid what would be good you yeah. know but it's unfortunate too because the slang is being used to say bad but at the same time people use it to meme and it's like y'all lose all meaning like yeah. is it a meme or is it not a meme like you gotta pick one like you know so the slang term is bad but like i always i don't know what um i don't know i, I like to stick to the classics like uh i use rowdy a lot i'm like damn that's rowdy like that's yeah, my I, word. I I haven't used rowdy. Yeah. It's so long. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I love rowdy, dude. Rowdy's my fucking one of my favorite words. I got my friend who's never used it before to start using it because we would talk so much. He'd be like, "That's rowdy." I'm like, "Yeah." Uh, good times, good times. But uh, yeah, so that book was okay. So it is what it is. But let's go on to the final book of the podcast, and this is the new era of detective with Ram V. Now, we read this book weeks ago, maybe a month, a month ago. ago. A month yeah. ago. So when I read this initially, I tweeted Clay, or I texted Clay, and I was like, this is going to be a slow burn, man. Um, I think, you know, I, I have all the faith in Ram V, but, you know, he is starting his new story, and I don't know. There's one big thing that happens in this book that I think is going to be our talking point. Well, two maybe because of the way it ends but overall this book was kind of slow i think yeah and he was fighting a weird blobby type creature and i don't mind that i think batman can do that but i don't know what that's been the obsession in detective lately with batman fighting these weird creature type villains supernatural-esque yeah yeah um, but one of the biggest talking points in this book was Batman questioning his abilities. And we kind of saw this in Zadarsky's run. So we don't know if Batman is, if this is going to be the new wave of Batman, of him questioning his ability going forward. Um, but how do you feel about that? Well, that was the one of the very first things that we talked about in text, because like we said, we read this a month ago and I was literally in bed, ready to go to sleep when Juice was like, we got the new books. Let's read them all. Yeah. And, you know, the, all the controversy, all the controversy of Batman 125. And he's like, oh, dude, we just got detective. Yeah. And so I went ahead. I was like, fine, I'll go ahead and read that, too. And so when I read this, the very first thing that I texted Juice was what is up with everybody like calling out the fact that Batman is getting old? Yeah. Because in, like you said, he's questioning his abilities, but he is explaining, Oh, I can't keep up. Oh, I have to do this quick or I'm going to like get fatigued and all of this other stuff. There's yeah. a conversation here between Nightwing and Batman on like, Oh, I have to do some tests. There's something wrong with me. Blah, blah. Yeah. Because he's and, like a millisecond off or something of fighting. Like he's yeah. testing his abilities. So, And I don't like it. And mm -hmm. the reason why is for 80 years, Batman has been timeless. Yes, yeah. there has been specific stories that show Batman as older, a la Frank Miller's uh, uh, Dark Knight Returns yeah. and Batman. Recently Tom Taylor. Uh, yeah, and then also uh, Batman Beyond and Batman 666. Yeah. There's stories that show an older Batman. This is the main line of Batman books. This is Detective, it's not Batman, but it's still in the main line of books. Yeah. 
I should not be seeing a fatigued older Batman. Yeah, I agree. And again, there's these rumors, you know, the same thing with Superman over in Action Comics. He's starting to get the gray hair mm -hmm. on the sides of his head, starting to look a little bit more like the quote unquote original Superman from Infinite Crisis. So, like, does this mean that we're moving towards a like where we're going to be getting to that point where like, Hey, these are older characters. They need to be gone and or dead. And then we'll eventually reboot. I don't know, but I don't know if I like it either. Yeah. I mean, well, with what happens at the end of this book, that could be the reason why he feels off, you know, because at the very end of this book, he quotes or he mentions the idea of Barbatos, which we know that is a big Snyder thing. But I think that it goes all the way back to uh, Grant Morrison. Morrison. Yeah. So that could be interesting that maybe he's feeling something like pulling him to the darkness, maybe. And that's maybe making him off like I'm not going to I'm not going to shoot off Ram V just yet because Ram V has shown me that he can write well. Um you know, and so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt for a few issues and we'll see where he goes with this. But it was a very slow read. I like the vibe of it and the art, though. Like some of the opera scenes looked really cool that were in this. And it's got that very like dark kind of gothic film feel of the of Batman, you know. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, I did think it was kind of slow hated that talia was in this like they just have to keep shoving talia in our face i don't know what's going on with this but she was saying that oh you're like not ready for what's coming or whatever you know one of those kind of things and then of course we saw batman doing a bunch of tests talking to nightwing all that kind of jazz and then there's these random characters that i don't know where the hell they're from but um yeah just some some weird chick with like a crown type thing and we get this this family that is gonna be i guess a big problem for batman in the future where yeah. they they're like killing people or they're you know they're doing something along those lines but um yeah at the very end of the book that's when we see this this weird visual of batman like slumped over in a chair and then a fucking freddy cougar hand comes out of his chest and Basically. it's barbatos and um and then he wakes up from a nightmare and he has a music box on his desk and it's like going off. And that's kind of going to be, I guess, the next mystery that he solves. Oh, shit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I am very curious. This can be nothing. Uh, but I am pretty sure that there has been a music box referenced in another Batman book. Not recently, but like yeah. pre-New 52. Mm -hmm. Drew, if you know of this, let me know. Um, but I have a feeling that this is something that is referencing another story. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, Barbatos is there, so. Yeah, and I never really uh, like thought of the concept of maybe Barbados is like pulling him into the dark and like we could probably have another moment of like what happened in final crisis where batman is missing for a while yeah um granted he is missing now due to the stuff of dark crisis 
but it happening again, I think would now that I think of it be kind of stupid. Excuse me. Be kind of stupid, but I don't know. But the thing is Ram V has shown us that he can write Batman in Catwoman. He was writing Catwoman very well, but everyone is really loving what he is doing with swamp thing right now. Mm -hmm. And that kind of gets into the like horror dark genre of comics and I feel like that's what we might be getting here in Detective Comics as well. I'd be down for it. Again, I, I trust Ram V because I think Ram V actually reads comic books, people. And because it was pretty crazy how much Ram V's story felt like the Brubaker Willis run. Like, yeah. it felt very much like that Catwoman run. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, okay. He either grew up on it or not necessarily grew up on it because I think he is probably older. Um, but he probably was reading comics at that time and maybe read that run. Or maybe he's just a Brubaker fan. We don't know. But um, I I think that that was definitely something that I don't I just feel like you can tell a difference when a writer has knowledge of characters and when they just kind of want to write their own thing. My best example right now would be Zadarsky. I feel like he doesn't have a lot of knowledge about Batman. And then I feel like Ram V's Catwoman run had a lot of knowledge about Catwoman. Yeah. So like, that's just kind of how it goes. Cause I feel like Zadarsky just like, I want to write my own thing. Like, you know, I'm going to kind of do yeah. my own thing. And that's fair for writers to want to do that. Like maybe if that was your, like I have a dream of writing Batman, I would love to write my own story, but I, there are elements of previous stories that I love that I would love to incorporate. You know what I mean? Um, but I think some people are just like, no, I'm just going to do my own thing. And so we'll see what happens. But I'm excited to see what Ram V is going to do. But I just hope it picks up the pace and it's not as slow as this first issue for the next few issues. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I think it is going to be a detective story, though. It feels like there is going to be a vibe of that. And I think he does that well. Because, like, even Catwoman had these, like, little mysteries in there. And he also mentioned playing with the Bat family. So, will he bring in Catwoman? Like, you know, that's a big thing. Because I think somebody asked him that. And he's like, I have access to the whole family now or some shit. So, we'll see. I think that if, since he wrote Catwoman, it only Mm -hmm. makes sense that he brings Catwoman in here. Yes, but I also don't know if it's one of those things out of respect that you don't want to mess with Howard's. Which I still kind of call bullshit with Zadarsky's wording of like he's taking the lead from Howard because his run has nothing to do. His backup has nothing to do with fucking Howard. I feel like he's just doing his own thing. He like I think has characters Mm because I'm pretty sure that I have seen some like quote unquote preview pages of the backups for well I've read uh 126 of batman yeah. already yeah um so there's some characters that are in howard's run mm-hmm. that are in there so technically he can say that right well now. no that happened on issue 125 it was um oh that's right like the the family and all that trying to take over yeah. iceberg lounge yeah yeah that's yeah, right yeah. that's right yeah yeah because 126 deals with more of the story yeah so yeah. um yeah i don't know like i <sighs> But that's like saying he's following, you know, Tynan because he incorporated fucking the 
underbroker or whatever his name is. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's just like, I don't know. It's just pulling in characters and stuff like that. It doesn't mean you're following that run. So I just don't think he's matching up with Howard the way he says. But as I said, man, after reading 46, like Howard's writing ability, I, I don't know what happened with the Harley issues, but this these last two issues have been more interesting. And I don't know if it's because I'm like, oh, bat cat. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing with them? <laughs> or if if those were just bad issues with Harley, because I think some people don't know how to write Harley. I think a lot of people don't know how to write Harley. Yeah. Like Tynan is surprisingly, that's what he's best at is yeah. writing Harley. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think the bad cat thing keeps Catwoman alive on this podcast because it's such up and down. But um, how, I, I don't know. I think the, the latest issue was an interesting read. I will say that. So, yeah, for sure. But yeah, overall, that is it for this podcast, ladies and gentlemen uh 150 episodes do you ever think we were gonna get to 150 episodes no i did not uh this is insane um started off with the death of alfred now here we are you know still dead still dead which is another thing we thought would not happen we thought that he would very quickly come back and that is not the case uh but yeah man that's that is crazy yeah, if I'm not mistaken, let's see, uh, 52, 52, and then that would be 104, so it'd be 158 should be our three, like, right? Am I doing my math right? 158? No, 156 should be the last episode, and then we go into year four? Because it's 52 50. episodes a year. Yeah. 156 divided by 52 is three. Yeah, okay. So so 157. We hit it already if I didn't have my anxiety spell because I think we took three weeks off. I think maybe it was two weeks, three weeks. I don't know. We tried to record one episode and I wasn't able to finish it. Um. So, and then I think I was off for maybe two weeks, maybe three. Or there we were probably off for two weeks and then there was one week where I couldn't record because anxiety was really bad. So yeah. we would have been nearing the one the three-year mark for sure for sure um because now our our thing is pushed back we're going by episodes not necessarily dates um that's like how i like to incorporate it but yeah yeah, pretty crazy 150 uh, episodes i think a lot of people are lucky to break a hundred podcasts sometimes which is nuts uh and i will say we've been consistent as hell besides the anxiety thing like we would have probably been pretty solid so um pretty crazy but we appreciate everybody that's been listening but clay what do you got going on this week man well before i do that i just want to let everybody know we have another big week next week for comics so we have batman 126 batman beyond neo year number five batman killing time number six which is the finale of that story uh we have dark crisis on infinite earths number three DC versus Vampires number eight, Flashpoint Beyond number four. Then we also have the Sword of Azrael as well as the Sword of Azrael Dark Knight of the Soul number one. Yeah, why did we get two books? That was weird. So Uh, I think that it is uh, two, one is a series while the other is a one shot. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Interesting. So we'll have a big week of comics next week. We'll see if we have actual news. Um, cause usually we wouldn't have had anything this week if the, if we didn't push this podcast back. So yeah, which is pretty crazy, but, uh, yeah, man, what do you got going on? 
So, of course, everything that we talked about today uh, with the Flash and the Batman stuff and Alan Horn, we're all going to be talking about that over at DC Alliance. So go check that out as well. Um, we also start doing a retro review of Smallville. Um, so we are doing that as well if you are interested in listening to our thoughts on that old show. Um, really, really fun. Um, but there is that. Uh, and then also over at Star Wars Alliance, uh, we talked all the big news about Knights of the Old Republic being uh, indefinitely delayed and mm. some other stuff in regards to the Star Wars fandom. So go that check out that as well. That the video game or the movie? That is the video game. They okay. did. They were planning on doing a uh, complete reboot slash remaster mm -hmm. of the game because there was rumors of how they are wanting to make that game a part of Star Wars canon. So it wasn't just a like easy, hey, we're just going to do this in better graphics. It was like yeah. a complete rework of the game. Yeah. 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 Crazy, crazy. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, I might finally start watching Obi One this weekend. So nice. That's if I watch Stranger Things. Um, because I don't like watching multiple shows at a time, like that are big series like that. I like to finish one and then go to the next. Um, so if I get through that movie, that is the final episode of Stranger Things, and I'll move on to Obi One. But yeah. Um, as for me. Uh, go check out my reaction channel, peeps, because I had bigger YouTubers review my channel and uh, kind of have to reevaluate what I'm doing on YouTube going forward. So uh, there hasn't really been content. I'm not putting anything out much besides on my reaction channel and, of course, my shorts channel. But, uh, yeah, I'll just be doing live streams on my main channel for a bit as I think about the future of how I'm going to be making videos. So pretty interesting stuff because you damn Gotham fans ruined my channel. Um, but uh, the <laughs> algorithm actually ruined it, but nobody gives a fuck about anything else because they only care about Gotham. So it ruined my shit. But uh, anyways, that is going to be it for this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, he is fanboy clay. I am juice Wayne. And remember Batman is awesome. Batman. News weekly.